Well, maybe some guys will roll in. It's pretty casual. Um, but I just want to, again, thank you for, for being here. Maybe thank you guys for showing up as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I met Alan, I think the summit yeah, it, was, was it, what, yeah. a couple weeks ago? A couple weeks ago, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> you know, so, which, man, did you see the fire, this little lightning talk that he had? Uh, I think everybody had, what, two, three, three minutes? Three minutes, yeah. Yeah, so there was like a couple people, like, okay, they're talking about their spiel, and then this guy goes up, and he's talking I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, right, get on them. Right? And he'll, I think he'll maybe in a, kind of interweave talk about that and yeah. just his passion and the, uh, his experience. But um, I was like, I definitely want to have somebody like that kind of share his story. Um, don't know him too well, so I'm going to hear a little bit more about his story as well. Um, but if you could just um, share who you are. Okay. Your, I mean, you kind of share already where you grew up, but uh-huh. kind of tell us the backstory and then, and then lead us to like, how you got to where you are now in okay. your professional journey. Right. Actually, I'm going to record this too, actually. Yeah. Um, okay, um, so actually, um, as I said before, my name is Alan Ware. Uh, I am a, a mechanical engineer. Graduated from Bradley University in Peoria, Illinois with my Bachelor of Science in Mechanical Engineering in December 2007. So I'm 33. Uh, graduated when I was 22. Um, and so there's a whole bunch of stories with that. So um, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and start with the digital summit and then I'm going to work back, I'm gonna work back from there. Um, so... Um, Basically, I do a lot of stuff. I'm a freelance uh, engineer, um, mechanical engineer. I basically do product design, but really anything technical. So generally, uh, my specialty is like product design, 3D modeling, fabrication, bent sheet metal, injection molding, 3D printing. I'm also an adjunct faculty at Sierra College, where I'm going into the fifth semester of teaching my 3D printing class, nice. uh, printing involved with Hacker Lab, And yeah, just been doing that. I do a lot of youth education, um, which is what brought me to the, uh, uh, to the Sacramento uh, Library Digital Summit. Also... I worked as a contractor for them about ooh about five years ago now when they were first starting uh, their makerspace stuff because they did a 3D printer program and so me and another guy got hired as consultants so when Rivka gave me that shout at the end I was like whoa <laughs> um, so uh, so basically um, you know which I'll get into more later. Um, I'm real big on youth education. Like I grew up in, I don't know how much y'all know about East St. Louis, but uh, East St. Louis is a lot like East Oakland, but it's in the Midwest, right? So, you know, I think, you know, it's high minority, high poverty, um, industrial town that didn't, you know, that didn't make it. Um, So, but I'm sure um, without just by the response to what I said earlier, I'm sure y'all are not unfamiliar with such, with such, uh, with such areas. Like I love my city. That's just what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wouldn't be an engineer um, if people hadn't done stuff, you know, done events for me and put me out there. So, um, so I feel a pretty good responsibility to, uh, to pass that on, you know, pretty much wherever I am. Um, trouble is right now I got to find how to do that and make a living. <laughs> but, uh, but I think, you know, kind of my fatal flaw or whatever it is, is that, um, there's some things that are important to me. And I think one of the lessons that I learned a long time ago, I'll share this story if you want, if you want me to as well is, is that a lot of times when people are doing stuff, you um, always say, oh, when I get to this point, I'll do something. And I was at that point in my life and I didn't. So now, even though I'm kind of am where I am now, which ain't bad, all things considered, my biggest thing when it comes to stuff like this is what can you be doing now? Because um, we don't ask ourselves this question enough. So uh, I got the lightning talk and I got a chance to speak. And one of the things I've really been pushing, um, I've actually been doing a lot of STEM education stuff in Sacramento for like the last like probably about five, six years since I've been here. Work with a number of nonprofits. I work very much with Green Technical Education Employment, Green Tech Resort. Do a lot of stuff, uh, done a lot of stuff with Hacker Lab. Um, you know, done some, you know, done, and actually a lot of people in that room, like I knew just because of, you know, I've been to some talks at Valley Vision, did some contract work for Sierra College and things like that. Actually, uh, was, got pulled into my own nonprofit, uh, which I actually just stepped away from uh, at the end of uh, January just because of uh, vision differences and stuff like that. But Code for Hood, uh, we did youth hackathons, we did about five or six of them to pretty good results, but um, it just kind of got to the point to where um, I kind of, you know, I, like I appreciate the work that they're doing. They're going about it their way, but I'm I want to do some. I want to go about it a different way, and we can see how to honor that. So, um, the big part about it was, I mean, I just basically during a during the uh, diversity summit, um, you know, I had three minutes to go out there. I knew a lot of people in the room. You know, I've been doing this in Sacramento for about five or six years, and the thing is, is number one, it's like I'm not. You know, I mean, I, you know, obviously I'm very passionate about it, but I'm kind of at a point now where um, I've done all of my work through like other organizations, which I'll still continue to do. But like I've been in this room before. I've been to that event before. I've talked to those people before. Hmm. Like, I've, you know, I'm at the point now where it's like there's there's good work being done in Sacramento. There are strides being done. But um, as sure as I'm, you all are students or, or just graduated, just graduated and you student as well. Uh, one of the funny things is about working in uh, environments like that is. 
I mean, as an academia too, you get too caught up in the process, and it's amazing how people can slow stuff down. You know, you know, people are like looking out for their jobs. So I just basically just went up in there and just talked talked about a reel. You know, I mean, say, you know, I was like, hey, you know, you see all these pictures, is it good? Oh, they should be glad that you're that you're there. That's a problem because when you're talking about you know, what people should be glad from, because I was one of those kids. I'm here on a Saturday morning, last thing I need to be thinking about is like, oh, I need to be grateful to you, mm-hmm. you know, regardless of whatever. So, um, you know, I've, I've worked a lot of, in a lot of programs, seen a lot of different things. And I mean, you know, the work is hard. The work is hard regardless. But I've been in situations where, you know, I've worked with people, like one of the specific ones I talked about, one where I was doing this program uh, in uh, Del Paso Heights last year. Yeah. And the person had like these um, robotics kits and then she was like, oh, yeah, we can just have the kids work on the floor because uh, we don't want to break the kids. And I'm sitting here, and I didn't say anything, you know, but I'm sitting there like, you don't, like, that's, that's a problem. But it ended up, they weren't working on the floor, but there's a, there's a whole other story. <laughs> but I knew from that one I was only going to get about half the pay. So I just kind of, you know, did that mental math yeah. in my head because I was about, you know, about halfway she's going to get pissed off because I'm not going to do that. Yeah. And she's probably going to cut it, uh, which is exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Okay. But anyway, so about me. <laughs> so about me. Um, so, yeah. So, so, so I grew up in uh, East St. Louis, Illinois, a uh, single parent. Um, but I have a grandparents. They're pretty solid. Um, I actually started school really, really early. Um, they thought I was speech delayed. I actually started school when I was three years old. Graduated high school when I was 16. Dang. So um, I graduated when I was 22. So I actually spent five and a half years in college. <laughs> so, but it works out since I started so early. They were like, yeah, you got a 22. Yeah, I was in college kicking it for a minute. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I went to, uh, haven't lived at home since I was 13. When I was 13, I went, uh, there was, because the schools in East St. Louis were pretty bad. Um, and I got to go to the Illinois Math and Science Academy. You applied to get in there. It's one of the top high schools in the country, but you lived at the school. It was residential high school. Oh, wow. So I basically went from one of the worst high schools in the country to one of the best high schools in the country. Right, right. Um, so there's a really, really kind of difference uh, in there. But uh, that kind of like that kind of turned me on, you know, got me there was a bigger. I mean, I was always like on like school and in the smart stuff and stuff like that. But I think a part of it was honestly that I was like. I was two years younger than everybody else. So I wasn't really doing sports, you know. You know, if you in an urban environment and stuff like that, you know, kids can be pretty mean. Yeah. So you know, I was a chess player. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did a little bit of stuff, but to be perfectly honest, looking back, my body just wasn't developed enough right. to really, really do sports. So I was always academics. I mean, I played in high school, but I was still, you know, just wasn't old enough. Um, and I think looking back, if I had been in my right hand, I probably would have been more into sports, but whatever. Um, so yeah. So I mean, folks didn't have a lot of money. You know, I, I filled out my FAFSA just like everybody else. Um, went to Bradley, uh, Bradley University, um, private school in the Midwest, about 5,000 undergrad. Um, have a, I think they have some master's programs. Uh, of a incoming class of about over 1,000 freshmen, um, I was one of 11 black male freshmen in my class. Mm-hmm. Uh, for about four years, uh, three and a half years uh, at Bradley, I was the only black male mechanical engineering major in the department. Um, so it was kind of funny because my high school was actually pretty diverse, you know, because we had like black, you know, white, you know, Asian and stuff like that. Um, but when I went to, uh, and some of it was actually kind of by choice too, because I mean, I grew up in East St. Louis. So if I'm, if I'm honest with myself about it right now, like probably one of the reasons I didn't go to U of I is because, you know, you grew up in East St. Louis and you, and I mean, like, you know, I love my folks and stuff like that, but you deal with stuff and like, I didn't want to deal with it anymore. (laughs) So, I mean, you know, you go to a place like Bradley, you deal with different stuff, but it wasn't the stuff that I was, I didn't want to deal with anymore. Um, and real, I mean, high school kicked my butt, so that kind of got me ready, yeah. you know, um, because that was the first time I really got challenged. And so, you know, so I failed a class my sophomore year of high school, then, you know, had to work hard enough to like, you know, get the C's and B's and stuff like that. Um, and then I got to college and because my high school was so, was, was, was so kind of, uh, was so kind of strenuous, uh, first year of college really wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, actually the, the, the best story I can tell about college was, uh, my second semester, no, my second year, uh, sophomore year, mm-hmm. I was in Calc 3 because um, I should have tested out of it, and I didn't. Um, and actually looking back on it, I don't think the uh, teacher expected me to, t- expected me to, uh, mm-hmm. to test out. And it's kind of funny because I look back on a lot of stuff like that that happened when I was going through school. And I didn't recognize it at the time, mm. you know, because it was just like, whatever, you know, yeah. but he's like, oh, well, maybe you should you just go in and I'm like, eh. you know, but looking back, you know, whatever. Yeah. But uh, but there was this girl in my uh, sophomore, in my, who was in my, who was in Calc 1, 2, she was like, she was like, how did you make it into Calc 3 whenever you came into class? You barely came to class. And when you came, Dang. you were sleeping. Like, I had already taken AB and AB Calc right, in high school. Right, so like, right. I already knew what was going down. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, uh, but, but I mean, she, she was cool. She was mad. She, she yeah. was mad. She was mad chill. Okay. But, uh, but that was me like first year. And it was, and it was, and it was honestly cool because I mean, to be perfectly honest, like I was 16 on the college campaign. Kicking it. <laughs> um, so, uh, for freshman year was whatever. 
Second year got a little bit tougher. Uh, classes started kicking my butt a little bit. Um, but really, third year is where it got real because that's when you start taking the major classes. Uh, thermodynamics, uh, fluid mechanics, uh, lab, you know, all that stuff. Um, and that's when it got real. Um, and, you know, I was always a pretty smart guy. Um, you know, but I was one of those dudes, again, just honestly, where it's like, you know, work ethic. Like, when it actually came down, down, down to work and get money, like, I was on it because I had internships, so like, the inroads program and stuff like that. But the grades were tough. I mean, partially on myself, but also partially because, like, I mean, home wasn't paying for nothing. I, I'm, I'm loans, getting my, getting my, we know how that works, right? right. So, I mean, I had my internships, so I'm getting paid and stuff like that. So, I mean, and I didn't really work uh, while the uh, while the semester was going on. I didn't do that till later. But, um, but you know, you just, you know, I just, you know, you just dealing with stuff, right? You know, I pretty much paid for my, you know, I paid for my books. Um, yeah, paid for my books, you know, room and board, all that stuff was clear. Maybe get a little bit of something on a refund, and that was basically it for the semester. You know, maybe do something a little here, you know, get a little odd job. So that was me. Um, and yeah, and then, and then third year, it got real. And I'm a pretty smart dude. So, um, so third year kicked my butt. Um, I had to sit down and start thinking about stuff. And then um, I basically, and then and some crazy stuff happened, like crazy personal stuff, like girl stuff happened my freshman year and stuff like that. So it was actually good that like freshman year I was able to just kind of coast through because my head was not in a good place. <laughs> but, you know, but so anyway, third year, all that stuff came. Third year kicked my butt pretty good. And then I uh, kind of came back fourth year. It was like, yeah, I'm going to have to go ahead and like actually know what the library is and stuff like that. <laughs> um, and like I said, I was, you know, I was smart. You yeah. know, I was, I was, you know, I was not like, I mean, and not even like, you know, I like went to one of the best high schools in the country. Right. So for me, um, to be, again, perfectly honest, it was just more of a work ethic thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, and then also learning, and I kind of learned this in high school too, because it was kind of good because high school really kicked my butt. But, you know, there's a certain pride that comes with you when you're kind of, you know, intelligent. And one of the things that really, I mean, it got me in high school, but it really got me in college mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, I can try my absolute hardest in this class and I might not get that A, mm-hmm. you know, and that was uh, and that was a lesson that I needed to learn. Mm-hmm. But it was something that I had to accept. You know, I remember fourth year when there because there were kids who actually made it in four years, but we don't talk about them. Um, <laughs> and I remember just, you know, sitting at uh, I remember sitting at uh, at, at a well, what's what, commencement or whatever. You know, when everybody's walking, I'm seeing all these kids that were in ME one-on-one with me. I'm like, damn, I gotta, I gotta get on this. Um, Another thing was, um, I also pledged uh, when I was at uh, when I was at Bradley. I'm an alpha member, alpha by alpha, thirty company, you know, six, all that good stuff. Um, And that was kind of a good like motivating factor. So I mean, but pretty much, I'm just putting it down. Um, College was one of the hardest things I've ever done, you know. And I mean, I thought about switching for a little bit, but I was going to switch to engineering physics, but I went to stay with engineering. Um, And so, so it's a lot of that, you know, experience where it's like. You know, it was hard for me, you know, and I was smart and I was capable and stuff like this. So it's always interesting for me, you know, when I'm working with students because I know the trouble that I had. I mean, granted, I wasn't perfect. I didn't have all the things like that. But for me being it's like, you know, raw power and, you know, whatever I had and I still skated through, you know, you you have some of these kids, you know, coming up and going, you know, and going to school as like a person of color or, you know, from an underrepresented group or just, you know, maybe, you know, it's poor white people, too, you know. You know, it's it, it, it's tough. Mm. Um, so so a lot of that experience is what I kind of carry forward. Um, after I graduated, I was pretty active in Nesby, um, National Society of Black Engineers. Yeah. I was president of my chapter for two years. Uh, really, that was kind of really like the first Nesby convention was like one of like the like seminal moments. You know, mm. in my, that's, that's one of the things because like it was like junior year. You know, I'm like, man, these classes kicking my butt. And it was really cool to kind of go to that and see so many, you know, people, you know, of color, like going through the same thing. So, so that really kind of got me straight and that really got me got me solid with Nesby. Um, and so, so yeah, so I got out of school um, through the Nesby National Committee. I mean, I had internships. You know, I was always, uh, I was always pretty much on the hustle. Um, I got internships with, uh, with En-ROADS, this one program based out of St. Louis. They put me on for one winter and three summers for a local company. Even when my grades dipped, um, the company liked me, so they kept bringing me back every summer. Mm-hmm. The idea, the, the idea with inroads was, is that you work for this company and then you give them first consideration when you graduated. Mm. So they basically, you know, put the work in and right, you, get, right. you get some brown folks to up your numbers. Something essentially, you know, which is which is whatever, which is how it works. <laughs> um, you know, I, one of the things as I get older now, I just kind of call it like it is. That's usually how it works. Yeah. But um, I mean, and 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 it's an imperfect system, and you do the best you can. Like you right. know, you have to you have to increase representation, and so that's at the end of the day, you know, people talk about like affirmative action and stuff like that, but you know, you have to increase representation in these spaces for it to get better. Um, so sometimes, you know, the, the implementation, we can talk about all day long, but that needs to happen. Yeah. Um, so, um, 
so I did that for three summers, um, and then uh, the company had financial issues, so they couldn't bring me back. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, GPA wasn't high enough to keep me around, so they kind of booted me out. Um, so then that was an interesting summer. Um, I worked at a Target, mm-hmm. and I worked at a bakery, mm-hmm. uh, in, uh, in a high-end bakery, too, uh, <laughs> in Peoria. Um, and yeah, I did that, and I was like, bump this. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go back to school. <laughs> I mean, I never left school, but right. like, I'm going to go ahead and go up in here and just, you know, just go ahead and handle this business. Um, so, um, so then after that... Um, one of the things that's been really that's been really kind of interesting for me is is that like you know what I tell people all the time is that my grades were not good you know I, I got an, I graduated with a uh, two six two six on a four point scale mm. so like look you know I, I think I needed a two five to graduate so I just you know like, made it but mainly that's because the last like year and a half I got pretty serious so I just right. got all the right, right. I got right. all the grades <laughs> to make up for like this, yeah to to make up for like my my C's and maybe a D or two mm-hmm. um but like after after like fourth second half of fourth year yeah. pretty much after um cuz I had to get them up to get online and then uh and then and then once and then once I got done doing the intake process um, I was pretty much focused right, right. um so um but um oh sorry I, I, I lost my train of thought for a second I was talking about Talking, oh, uh, so working, yeah. So, um, so one of the things that's been really interesting, even though my grades, you know, were tough, mm-hmm. um, I got one of the best lessons I ever did from um, from at the Nesby Convention, actually, uh, the mm-hmm. first one I went to, because right. I'm because you know because my grades were you know were horrible, yeah. um, and I'm and I'm walking around, but I had work experience, right? You yeah. know, my resume was pretty good, right. and I'm ta- and there was one of the speakers who was at the table with me, and so he says to me, um, you know, you know, I'm sitting, I'm sitting talking around, and I'm like, yeah, you know, all these companies, everyone's doing all GP and stuff like that, but I got skills. You know, I got, you know, um, you know, I can do work, all this other yeah. stuff like that. So he turns to me and he says, okay, why should I hire you? And I'm like, oh, duh, duh. And he's like, oh, see, see, you lost it. Right. right. Um, and he broke it down to me. So then he was like, listen, like, you know, all that stuff, you know, is good. But what you have to do is you have to make an impression. Right. And because you, you have to, you know, be confident in yourself. Because if you can come up to me, I don't care what your GPA is, but if you can make that impression, yeah. then I don't put your resume in the GPA pile. I put your resume in this pile because right. I remember you. Right. Um, and so I remembered that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's and, and and I got I got that lesson early. So um, so the summer after um, I ended up working at the Target and working at the bakery, um, I actually got um, contacted by one of the engineers that I worked with at the first company that I worked at. And I guess he was trying to get me for full time, but I hadn't graduated yet. Yeah. But I was like, I still you know I got experience or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so I ended up working at the second controls company. I was a kind of they work with general contractors. They go into buildings like this and set up the. Uh, the uh, thermostats and the whole yeah. building management systems. I like, guess yeah. a whole lot of stuff that goes into it, like building pressurization, temperature, right. humidity, all that stuff. So they did the systems for that. And so I, I, I ended up working at one of the competitors for the company that I had just, I, I had just worked at before. Um, and I worked for them for a, a summer and a winter. And again, it was just like, it was, a, it was another, um, it was another like really, really kind of profound experience. Because the other thing was, is that during the first uh, three, uh, I hope this is okay because I'm just kind of going okay, yeah, okay, no, yeah. No, so no. yeah, okay. So because through during the first uh, when I worked for the, when I worked for the first company, you know, like you know, I you know I had uh, I had cornrows when I started college, but every summer I cut my hair, mm-hmm. right? And so um, and the funny thing is is because um, you know every time and when I graduated I actually had dreadlocks, um, but I've had dreadlocks three times and I've cut them, um, and it was funny because after that one. Um, you know, it, it was funny because the, the job was in St. Louis County. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how much I know about Missouri, but, you know, once you get out of the you know rural area, once you get out of the metro areas, it's pretty much, you know, rural white folks. Mm-hmm. Um, but they was cool as hell. Okay. And, and I went in there and I had dreadlocks, you yeah. know, but, you know, I came in there and interviewed with them and stuff like that. And, uh, and it was funny for me because, I mean, like the first environment was, you know, it was all professional. You know, it was mostly like white people and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But the second one, this was a small company. Yeah. So they sitting over there like playing Halo, like after mm-hmm. like after yeah. like 530 and stuff like that. <laughs> and I mean, and it was cool. And, you know, and I mean, and, 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 and I could, you know, do my work. And that's, and, that's, and then that's when I got another lesson, you know, from one of the dudes out there. And he was like, listen, man, I'm going to tell you, man, you just be able to do the job. You know, you know I don't care what color you are, mm-hmm. you know, but if you can do the job, people will respect that. And that'll and that'll move you forward, and that's you know that was another lesson, you know, some real. I mean, honestly, if I hadn't got the opportunity that I that I got coming out of school, I would have totally went back and tried to work with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, but by the time I graduated, it was I was on, I was on to the next one. Right, right. Um, but no, but yeah, they they really um, no, but they really gave me a um, gave me a positive thing. So so I did that. Uh, went back to, and that was another thing worth because like the networking too. Because to be perfectly honest, like the dude who, you know, one of the things that I always tell people is is that. You know, we're we're at a point now where we're talking about diversity, and mm-hmm. we we're, we're thinking about it more. 
but I mean, again, if we're doing real talk, yeah. um, I was at DefCon. I was at DefCon uh, last year. DefCon is the big hacker hacker convention, mm. um, and I and I was you know poking around with my first DefCon. I was actually doing it in a capacity through Cobra Hood, like through some of the uh, we had a partnership with Uber. Nice. And Uber was like, you need to go to DefCon, and you know even though that didn't go exactly the way we wanted to, it was still a really good experience. Yeah. But I went to one of the uh, diversity and like panels, right? And it was just, I gotta watch. Well, no, I'm gonna say like damn near militant. You know, a Caucasian woman, you know, talking about, because, like, you know, okay, I mean, I don't, I don't give a care if this is real to a real, if this is real to real. real. Keep it real. Keep it real. All right, so, so, <laughs> it's, it's okay, good. so, yeah, so, 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 we got me too, so we got me too going on right now, right? Obviously, I have nothing, you know, disrespectful to say about me too. Um, I think the thing is interesting, though, is, is that now that's how before you, before you say something that's effed up. Yeah, right, right. Um, but no, but, but <laughs> the thing is, is that, you know, people are telling their stories and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking at, and, 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 and it's an attitude because you talk about privilege and you talk about all these other things like this. You talk about, you know, Caucasian people and privilege that comes along with that, not, you know, dissing it, just saying it exists. And it was kind of interesting me watching it because she's sitting there talking about, you know, you need to report, you should have said something and all this other stuff like that. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I mean, I can see how you think that, but again, like you're benefiting from your situation. Cause like, I think back to that first job that I had, you know, um, at the first company I had, what I tell people is, and cause this is my story, I say to retort that somebody called me, could have called me the N word to my face at that job and I'd have let it go. Mm. And nobody did. Right. Right. Mm. But like I was 16 years old, had just, you know, was, you know, on making right. like you know, one and a half times when my boys was making at McDonald's. Like, right. I was making double digits. Yeah. You know, in I was making double digits per hour um, in, a, in, a, in in 2002. Right. You know, 16 years old, right? And so, so you know, you don't have that option. And so it's always interesting when you come into those things. And it's, it's one of the things where I really think about with, like, Me Too, because it's like, well, why didn't she say anything and stuff like that? Because you couldn't. You, mm. you know, you, you know, people have this, mm. you know, you, I couldn't say anything. And also, the guy who put me on at the new company... I didn't dislike him, but, you know, he, he was a bit of a shit starter, mm. you know? And so, you know, in that first one, that first thing, you know, I wasn't, you know, I was really tacked to what I was doing, you know, make sure everybody, yeah. everybody, like, respected, you know, everybody, you know, regarded me well, I tried to keep, keep my work, whatever. Yeah. And it was the dude who, like, who, who I could have, I mean, I wasn't going to be, because I was an intern or whatever, but when you read in the office, it was a dude who was kind of shitty, mm. you know? I mean, mm. he was, he's all right. You know, <laughs> but who who put me on? Right. So it's one of those things where it's like if you think about you know like a person of color coming in into these spaces, like you literally have to like use every you know every weapon or every tool at your disposal, right? Yeah. You know you don't you know because I think like you know one of the things that I've always thought about is that if everybody's trying to get to the door, you know I'm trying to go around the back and find the window. You know if everybody's trying <laughs> to go through this door, then that's immediately like no, I'm gonna go over here and see what's around. Because I have people who taught me about the importance of making that connection and, and letting your work speak for you and stuff like that. I mean, appearance, you know, is, is important. But, you know, I, I walked into uh, the company with Johnson Controls. I walked into Johnson Controls, clean cut every day for three summers and one winter. They still let me go. You know, the second company I went to, CNC Group, I could probably call them today and still get a job. You know, so that was kind of that was kind of a, um, a, a lesson that I learned as well. Yeah. So, um, so, so to flip back, so to flip back to that. So I just finished up with CNC Group. Um, I was still in college. I think I was probably about, at about like fourth or fourth semester now. Uh, no, fourth year, fourth year, uh, fourth or fifth year. Um, and I was like, man, I need a, um, I need a job. So, uh, so I was in a fraternity at this time. Right. And then one of my brothers says to me, he says, he says, well, you know, uh, Menards is hiring. Menards is basically a Midwest Home Depot. Okay. And I'm okay. like, I'm like, no, 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 because I already done, I, I had already done. Um, I had already done uh, Target and the bakery, so I'm like, nah, we ain't, we ain't doing retail no more. I, I, I got, I, I got, I got like two years, like I got, I got like three, I got like four summers and two winters, so almost two years of calendar time, or maybe a year, year and a half of calendar time working for controls companies. I can make this, I can make this work. So, uh, so what I did was, I got the phone book. I'm in Peoria. And I literally found all the contractors and temperature control companies, like the, you know, do bits like this called every single one mm. um, and was like, you know, yeah, I'm, I have experience. I'm looking for a part-time job. Uh, three asked me for my resumes, uh, which I sent, and then one of them gave me an interview. Um, now, the interview was funny because at that, at that time, I might look like this, hair a little bit shorter, but because at this time, I'm like, I'm like, well, you know, it, it's almost kind of funny because to flip forward a little bit, when I graduated, um, my family, you know, my family's from Mississippi, you know, we were down south. So everybody's asking me, you gonna cut your hair? Like, no, they know what I look like. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going in there. Um, so, but, so I went in there, you know, I got my suit on and everything. 
Guy looks at the resume, looks at me, looks at the resume again, looks at me. Because you think I like my name, Alan Ware, so you don't know. Um, <laughs> you know, looks at the resume again, looks at me. He's like, "All right, let's do this." Mm-hmm. You know, then we sit down, we start talking. Obviously, I know the business, so like first five minutes of the interview, he's like, "Oh, oh, oh, okay." Walked out with a job offer. Right now, I'm working part time. Now I'm working part time uh, at a uh, at, at, at an engineering firm again. You know, making probably one and a half. You know what my boys at McDonald's are making. Right, you know, because because I have the skill set. So how many calls did you make? What's that? How many calls did you make? Oh, uh, fifty. Fifty. Wow. Yeah, I call. I, call, I literally, literally went down the line of every single every single temperature controls company uh, in Peoria. Um. So um. So yeah. So um. So that that was my that was my attitude. You know, kind of coming out of East St. Louis, and it sucks. You know, because it's because like one thing about it is especially when you come at it from a diverse perspective, like the people that you're in your classes with. Again, real talk. They don't have to work that hard. Well, some of them, some of them don't. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, some you know, again, everybody got different situations, but they don't have to work that hard. And it's like, you know, people get so focused, and I think that's why I like that um, equity is a word that we're starting to use. You know, because of you know how much time I've spent in corporate and stuff like that. You know, I I, I get kind of weird about jargon, but I think equity is it's a really good thing because what I always tell people is is that like, yeah, we run in the same like twenty six mile race, but I had to run my own marathon just to get to the starting line. So, you know, that's not a, you know, so that's, that's always, you know, that's always an interesting thing, thing as well. So I did that. Um, and then I, um, I worked through that. Um, and then, so I was working at that company again through, through Nesby. Um, I got a, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm wrap this up. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, through Nesby, you know, I was pretty active in Nesby, uh, did some really cool stuff with that. Um, we took four people to the national convention, my first year as president. And then the next year we took 10 people had them all paid for too because you know because being one of the cool things about being a minority organization at a majority white school is that they have funding set aside so literally i just went in and wrote a nice letter and say i want to send people to this convention they paid for it right right. and (laughs) caterpillar is really big and pure too so they put in a little bit too um so yeah so i went to that and it was there that um i talked with a couple companies you know i talked with bp and it was funny because i really blew the socks off of one of the recruiters and it was funny because my girlfriend at the time, who was also in Nesby, I met her at the uh, convention. She really wanted to go to. She really wanted to get on with BP. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was coming. She really, really wanted to. And I was like, I don't want to do this, whatever. So she literally, because um, they do all like these reception events and stuff like yeah. that. She literally drags me to the event with her. I start talking with people, and then they actually gave me an interview the next day. Wow. <laughs> she was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> she was, I mean, she was happy for me, but right. she was pissed. Right. right. Um, I ended up. Uh, they ended up. They, they ended up uh, not being hung up on my GPA. Mm-hmm. Uh, being hung up on my GPA, but there was this other guy, uh, this other company, Rockwell Collins. And so what they did was uh, they designed flight simulators. Right. So I'm like, you know, like, you like video games. We make the biggest bad, better video games out there. And I love <laughs> video games. So um, so I talked with them. And uh, and I and it, I was weird because I guess they were hiring people that were going to graduate um, in spring, but because I was going to graduate in December, right? So they um, so yeah so they so 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 I, I gave my resume and stuff like that, and they emailed me and said they wanted the interview. It was going to fly me out there for an interview. That was crazy because like you know I remember you know being in being on campus you know going to all my engineering classes and stuff like that. You hear about those interviews. Your friends with like the three point tell you about the interviews where they flew them out there and stuff like that. Yeah. I was like, Did they see what you? whatever. Right. And I remember I was talking with one of the counselors about it, and uh, and she says, do, do do you know do they know that you all graduated? Oh, I, hey, I put all the information down there. They are a, they are a full company. <laughs> I would trust them to do their due diligence. If right, they, they right. <laughs> If they say they gonna give me a flight out there, then I'm gonna uh, then I'm gonna take it. Um, and again, yeah, and they knew, so they basically was was uh, interviewing me to be an intern. Right. And uh, and so now, mind you, I told you I had a two six. When I went to this interview, I had a two four. <laughs> Like, oh, goodness, right, right. They didn't care. <laughs> like I had to, well, because I, I left it off, right? So, you know, yeah. but you have to give them all the stuff and stuff right. like that. So, so basically, so basically, it was just one of them things, though, where it's like, you know, it's kind of like in the, it's kind of like in them horror movies where it's like, well, it's like, well, I'm dead anyway, so I'm about, to, I'm about to go out like a champ, right? So, 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 <laughs> so I'm like, you know, I'm not about to, I'm not about to walk up in there, well, well, no, 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 no yeah. not, not with this. Yeah. So basically, I just told my, I mean, and you know, and I mean, and there were reasons, you know, I, I, I did have a pretty tough, you know, right. college time. I didn't help the situation at all. Right. But I pretty much just went in there like, well, you know, this is my shot, so I'm gonna leave it all out there. Yeah. Um, and so, um, the, um, the, uh, the high marketing interview is when I'm sitting in there with, with the guy who would eventually become my boss. Um, and, and again, I'm thinking about that, that conversation that I had in Nesby, you know, years prior, 
Right. You know, where it's like you want to get put in that next category. Right. So, you know, he says to me straight up, you know, why should I hire you? Mm-hmm. And without missing a beat, I'm like, how long you got for me to talk? <laughs> so I was like, you know, I was like, I got experience, you know, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very focused, I'm multidisciplinary, you know, I, I have a proven record of going in to familiar situations and learning, I'm very adaptable, you know, I just, right. you know, just route it off, route it off, and he's like, oh, okay. Right. So, you know, and I did another interview with a couple of other guys, um, and then they gave me a job offer. Wow. So, so I went back, um, I mean, like, when my grades, when I got my grades, that when I, I finally ticked above two five, so I so I, so I was like, okay, I'm gonna graduate now. Right. So then all I do is just go back to last semester and make sure I didn't screw nothing up. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah and so so I went back. Um, I went back in um, in summer, in summer of uh, so I graduated twenty. I graduated in uh, uh, two thousand seven. So I went back in summer two thousand seven, full semester of uh, a class list with a job offer mm-hmm. um, at a company at a. Fortune 500 company that designed flight simulators. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, so that was that was kind of like, so that was kind of like my pre college experience, right? Now, I'm gonna tell y'all right now, mm-hmm. this is only part one of the story. Exactly. <laughs> this is only part one of the story. Right. All right. Right. So. Right. Now. Appetizer. Right. 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 Here we go. Now let's get real. Okay. All right, so um, I go back to college, and I um, and you know, and last semester, you know, I'm I'm I've already gotten through senior projects, so I'm literally like, you know, I'm 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 like a like um I'm like a any uh, J Cole. Yeah. First album, first album. He's like, you know, when he when he talk about you get pulled up, like y'all have no idea. I'm about to like when I get out, I'm about to sign to Jay Z. Like I'm, yeah, right, I'm right, walking right. on campus, like y'all have no idea. <laughs> like I'm about to go like make flight simulators as soon as I listen. Like so, I was just like, I was just good the entire semester. Um, so I graduate. Um, I actually wanted to get out there in 2017, but I had to go home and take care of some stuff with my granddad. Yeah. So I ended up so I ended up starting uh, the day after Martin Luther King Day, um, 28, uh, 2008. Um, so and I literally. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I guess I got to tell y'all the whole story. Okay, yeah, <laughs> let, let's do this. So I literally get out there, um, and and I think they hired me for uh, sixty thousand, sixty thousand a year. Okay. So 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 with my little two six that I graduated with, I'm getting sixty k a year. Granted, I was living in in, in DC area and stuff like that. Um, a lot of lot of stuff, a lot of lessons learned that I could that, about that. But I'm gonna stick a pin in that, and y'all can ask me about that one later. Because if I go into just all that stuff, I'm, I'm gonna stick it to just the, just the work. But there's a lot mm-hmm. of stuff. Just being a young man coming out of school, mm-hmm. not knowing how much I, how, how much money I can make, I was making. That's a completely different talk. Y'all can ask me about this. One. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna stick it to the work for right now. Okay. But definitely, I mean, I did the best I could knowing what I knew. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if I had like. 15 minutes with myself coming out of coming out of Rockwell mm-hmm. like right now like I was 22 when I graduated I'm 33 33 right now give myself bump it five minutes my student loans would be paid right now mm-hmm. I, but I wasn't I wasn't you know I wasn't thinking about it but you know that's but that's the game that's the game that's the game but um but anyway but anyway um I um I go up in there and I start and so um to fast forward what basically because I'm not going through the whole experience but basically what happened to me was I came into Rockwell, like literally like I'm, 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 I'm here. I'm trying to get promoted. That's I don't care about that because, you know, because I had uncles that mm-hmm. worked, uh, worked in different, you know, uh, corporate capacities and stuff like that. So they basically told me what the deal was, you know, company man, proud to serve, glad to be here, mm-hmm. do my work. Right. right. And, and that's pretty much and that's pretty, pretty much what I was on. Um, it was also interesting because um, they actually hired a lot from uh, from Nesby that year. Mm-hmm. So. With the benefit of hindsight, basically what happened is this: the location of Rockwell that I went to was just actually much like the uh, the place that I worked at, the second company that I worked at uh, in in, uh, in St. Louis County. You know, this small this this small outfit, and they got acquired by Rockwell. Mm-hmm. So Rockwell acquires them and be like, "All right, well, y'all work for us now. Y'all got to get some diversity numbers up." So they go to Nesby and pull and, and pull a bunch of us. So it was actually kind of weird because like. It wasn't like it was still mostly, you know, Caucasian or whatever, but they hired a lot of young engineers. Mm-hmm. So it was actually kind of cool. So I come out of school in my first place. I'm working on like all these other like, you know, black engineers who were to a person pretty capable. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't um, personalities aside. Um, if I had a job for him, I'd hire I'd hire even one of them, mm-hmm. any, any one of them. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple that personality wise were couple, but but based but based on skills alone, hire any one, it would hire any one of them. But uh, but the work didn't come to like they were expecting. So basically, what you find out with uh, with because it was government contract defense, 
um, you know, like we just had to shut down and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like that messes a lot of stuff up. Mm-hmm. Like, like to like to be perfectly honest, sequestration ten years ago, back when they didn't want to do the bed with Obama, fucked my career up. Mm-hmm. Um, so jobs weren't coming through like they wanted to, and they had this big job that they were going to come through. Um, and then um, I think it was like uh, it was it was it was one of the surveillance planes or something like that, um, like one of the E twos or something like that. Um, and yeah, and, 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 and they were saying, we don't get this, we don't get all the work and stuff like this, because I mean, but still I was like making lemonade out of lemons cause they didn't really have us doing much when we got there at first. So, cause when I was an intern, I was just, I was just going nuts. I mean, I pretty much, um, pretty much spent my first couple of weeks just going through the, like the SolidWorks handbook. So I got really good with that. Um, and I pretty much just did with whatever I could. Uh, they had some data entry folks that they were training. I volunteered for that, wrote all the training material, trained pretty much everybody in this department. Um, and pretty much anything I could, I could do just to find something that I was always like, you know, give me some work, give me some work, give me some work, give me some work. Um, and they found me and, you know, they found stuff for me to do and stuff like that. Um, so I was, but, I, but, but nothing, but nothing big, but nothing big came around. You know, I, I worked on a couple things here and there. Um, and then I had a couple of weird things happen. I'm not going to, I'm not, not going to go into that one, but, um, sequestration was the big thing. Um, and again, I could tell, I could tell more stories about that, but, but, but what's, What's not what's more important what's more important is that I worked there for about uh almost three years and then um due to a couple situations I had gotten I had gotten sent on assignment uh to upstate New York and um and then that didn't go as well as it could have. It dinged my personality it, I mean it dinged my performance review in a way that I felt that wasn't cool. Um but I mean it was still like okay. Like my performance reviews were like pretty much stellar mm-hmm. and then it was like okay and I'm mm-hmm. like, Well, you know, okay is not good enough for what I'm trying to do. Yeah. But I couldn't do anything. Um, and then uh, sequestration hits, um, you know, there's there's less work going around um, and the uh, opportunity came up um, to uh, the opportunity came up for me to transfer to uh, Texas. So I flew down to Texas for the interview. And again, you can ask about this later because I really do want to get on to the to, to the next part of this. Uh, hiring manager uh, said some stuff to piss me off. Um, and I was like, yeah, this ain't gonna work. Um, and then a whole thing, but a whole thing kind of went with that and it was kind of funny. So I'll, I'll, if you don't hear about that one, I'll tell you that later. Um, but anyway, um, I'm still looking at, I'm, I'm looking at Rockwell and I'm like, all right, this ain't working out the way that I wanted to. Um, I already got dinged for a performance review. Um, I, um, they, they tried to give me a lifeline and I just basically was like, no. Um, and so I was like, I gotta get out of here. So I started looking for a job at the time. My then girlfriend lived in New York. Um, I started applying, started applying for jobs. I cut my hair. Mm-hmm. Um, which I should not have done, but I mean it was time for me to cut my hair. But in thinking about, it, I tried to you know think that I was, well, I was just gonna cut my hair just because I was like I don't I don't feel like you know I, I want to cut my hair, which I did, but I did it because I was looking for a job, um, and uh, and and I should have done that. The reason I say I shouldn't have done that is because I went and I ended up interviewing at this uh, company in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. So I drove up to New Jersey to work for this company up there, um, and they ended up giving me an offer the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, okay, cool. So I put in put in three weeks notice, whatever. Uh, a week before I left, uh, they did because they did they had done layoffs like about like a year before, and that was that was some real stuff like corporate layoffs. So like you know the company was they did they did the first you know E two D the E two E two didn't come through. Uh, they did layoffs. Um, then uh, the uh, then the performance review stuff happened, and then the transfer stuff happened. I was like, yeah, I'm looking. I need to get up out of here because things ain't getting better. Um, a week before I left, they laid off seventy five percent of the mechanical engineers. There were 30 plus engineers in my group um, and they, they were down to six. Now, uh, now the first one, I think they laid off like probably like 10 or 15% when they did it a year before. And that was a rough day too because they literally just came around just getting people. Hmm. Um, and then they had a meeting at the end of the day and it was like, you know, if they're not in this room they got laid off. It was like, whoa. Damn. So you had to go home and have my little shot of gin or whatever after that one. Mm. Um, mm. But no, but, but yeah, but they, did the, uh, but they did the big one that was and and I was already gone in a week, right? Yeah. So people say that I would have survived, but I think I think they had because it was something like that they planned it out in advance, and I guess I guess they maybe thought they were going to keep me, uh, supposedly ego, but I mean I was already I just announced that I was going to leave like two weeks before, so like mm-hmm. probably you know they probably already had it had it going. So I went in, I went to work for this company in New Jersey, um, and it was uh, not a good experience. Yeah. Um, it was cool for about the first three four months. Um, and again, I could go more in detail about that, which you guys can ask if you want to. And I, you know, I'm, I'm no problem telling you anything. I'm just really trying to move along here. Um, but uh, then it just it just got weird. I was working weekends. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I was salary, you know, so I remember I was talking with, talk, talking with one of the uh, assembler guys who was hourly, and he was like, well, at least you get overtime. I was like, no, nah, I'm salary. And he gave me like that, like, I think there's a Richard Pryor special where he talked about that a look that Abe, that Abe would go to get at the end of like the Godfather. He's like, you know, for old time's sake, and he's just like, <laughs> that, that's, the, that's the look that that assembler gave me. Um, he's, he's like, I can't help you, bro. <laughs> yeah, right. um, yeah and, then they, and then they laid me off. They laid me off. Did all that work and they laid me off. Mm-hmm. Uh, unceremoniously, too. Um, but it was actually kind of funny because by that time I was already hating the job. Right. So I, I used to go, like, it was, it was bad. Like, I literally would spend my lunch hour driving to the McDonald's because I brought my laptop and was just looking for jobs. Wow. Uh, a lot of crazy stuff happened. Um, I actually, one of the jobs I was applying for was one of the national laboratories, Brookhaven. Um, yeah. I got a uh, interview. Uh, probably, I got laid off in July, and I got the interview in September. Because after I got laid off, I was, I was still living in uh, I was still living in uh, in in New Jersey. I lived in uh, Harlem with my girlfriend for about three for about three, for about two or three months, and I moved to New Jersey. Still paying for that one, you know, because like you know, there's no <laughs> there's no there's no extraction, you know, you know, as far as the relationship goes, you know. Even if you leave after that, you went that far, so you will carry you will carry the the weight of those decisions, no matter how far you get away from them. Mm. Mm. That's not a discouragement. That's just that's just the way it is. Okay. I did not know that at this time. I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go live with her. I'm gonna bounce up. No, she got used to live with me, and then it was like, oh crap. I, I yeah. Anyway, mm. but I would I would I, I wasn't ready for the situation I had placed myself in. Because mm. um, when I got laid off again. So, so when I got laid off, I'm living in New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, she went to Boston for work. And I'm thinking, and I'm, I'm about 25, 26 at this point. Uh, and I'm like, okay, so, so this is part three. <laughs> um, so I'm like, okay, well, I don't want to move. I could just move to Boston with my girl, but that's going to say things and make commitments that I ain't ready to make right now. Mm-hmm. You know, because I basically, I basically moved to New York, but you know, I did that on the lark. I mean, I went to get on my job. It was nice. Okay. You know, I got a girlfriend up there. Why not? Right. Yeah. After this one, that's that's some that's, that's, that's support. Yeah. That's support. That's support. That's a that's a studio apartment. That's yeah. that's some. Mm, you know, I mean, granted, she was a very nice girl and all this yeah. stuff like that. You know, I was an asshole on that one, but um, but yeah, so, but it wasn't what I wanted. Um, so uh, basically, and this is what I've really been trying to get to. Um, at the point which is when because you were talking about motivations, so literally, up to this point in my career. You know, I, I'm, I'm pretty much, in a lot of ways, a stereotypical story, right? You know, I've made mistakes, but I applied myself. And, you know, I, 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 was a good, I was a good I was a good soldier, good employee. You know, um, maybe there were some times where I was supposed to take it on the chin because I don't really like taking it on the chin, so I'm not about to, like, I mean, and, that's, and that was probably, like, maybe, I guess if I had to um, let, uh, let the performance thing review slide... If I had to take in the uh, the uh, the transfer to uh, to Texas, the reasons why again I can get into later, um, but uh, but the reason I didn't with both of those situations is is that I felt like I was trying to like somebody was asking me to take it on the chin, and it's like I'll take it on the chin if I have to, if I deserve it. But in those situations, I didn't feel I, I didn't I didn't feel it was warranted, and I was like no. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's and I'm generally pretty agreeable, but there's always those lines where it's like no, and mm-hmm. it comes down to like having faith in my work and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So other than that. I've done everything that I thought I did was supposed to do, and it's crazy, you know, because regardless of my grades, the one thing that I had always had faith in was my work ethic and my workability. Um, and now here I am uh, living in New Jersey and, uh, and you know, on unemployment, which was still pretty fat. I didn't realize how much money I made until I got on unemployment, um, you know, but rent was high. So, but yeah, so I just, so just kind of sit and think about stuff. So then the, Brook, the Brookhaven interview came up, um, and it was really, um, it was one of my dream jobs. Um, but then, you know, I did the interview and then I found out later that they actually pulled funding for the position. So I never even got a yes or no. Like I got the, like it was, it actually broke up with my girlfriend over it because they told me you have an interview and it was like, you got to give a 30 minute presentation on yourself. Mm. So I was like, whoa. So I was like prepping on that for like a week. Mm. Um, so, um, and yeah, so that, that, I mean, that bore some problems that were already there, but that was like the catalyst. Mm. Um, so yeah, so I'm sitting here thinking about what I want to do and then I, and then I say, okay, well, I've literally like the plan that I had up until this point took me to this point and it has failed, you know, and I mean, it's a little bit stark or whatever, stuff like that. Um, so I was like, well, what do I want to do? You know, what do I want to, you know, what, what's different? You know, I've already, you know, and it was actually kind of weird because I had already gotten like, there were two things that I, there were two, two dream jobs that I wanted. 
I wanted to work in Japan. I wanted to work in Japan as an engineer because actually I read, write, and speak Japanese. I've been taking it since high school. Cool. Yeah. So then that's yeah that's that's part three and a half maybe four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So I um, um. Yeah. I speak I speak read uh, speak read and write Japanese. Um. And I wanted to work in the national lab. So, I had already got the national lab interview. So I'm like, well, I guess I gotta go try to go to Japan then, right? So uh, pretty much just thinking about work, I, I had realized I was going to have to move. So uh, the question was whether I was going to go to Texas or go, go, or go to California. Yeah. Really wasn't too big on either. And I'll tell y'all, I'll tell y'all, like, like, I think y'all put out like this, like this, this like liberal whatever, just to keep, because like, I mean, I'm like, I'm a, I'm a, you know, liberal guy, but I mean, kind of a little too much. Now y'all some liars. <laughs> y'all some flipping liars. I want y'all to know that. Um... So, um, I didn't want to go to Texas because Texas is a red state. I got family in Texas. Love Texas to death, but no. Okay. Um, so, uh, so, so, I had family, so, I had family in Texas. I had family in California. Had an uncle in California called him up and said, uh, yeah, I'm out here. Um, it's, uh, it's not working out the way that I want to. I want to come out there and look for a job. Because at the time, after I got laid off, I was already thinking about going to California. And I was throwing resumes at companies out here. But everybody was like, we're only looking for local candidates. Yeah. Mm. So, I was like... Okay, I guess I got to make myself local then, right? So threw all my stuff into storage, uh, got out the apartment, drove cross country, had a couple of adventures along the way. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm real big, real big driver, real big driver. Mm-hmm. I've driven across the country a few times. Dang. Yeah. So, um, so and, then, uh, and then actually went down to uh, L.A. on the way because I also applied to be an English teacher in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, with the company, it was kind of shady. They lost my diploma. They lost my original diploma. Wow. Them suckers. <laughs> anyway, but... Stopped in, stopped in LA to do that. Uh, left, uh, left, uh, left Jersey uh, in October about uh, when Occupy was going on, Occupy Wall Street, and ended up out here. Yeah, I'm sorry, about, I'm sorry, man. I'm, I keep on saying I'm trying to wrap this up and I keep on going. Um, so um, ended up here in, in, in December 2011. Pretty much for hard six months. I'm sleeping on my uncle's couch, going to Starbucks every day, applying for jobs. Pretty much every day, that's what I'm doing. Um, working on stuff, right? Um, I'd get an interview every two weeks, and because I was specifically focused on SF for the first uh, for the first uh, six months I was out here, so I get an interview every two weeks or so. Drive down, you know, nothing would come of it, right? Did that for about six months, um, and then um, a couple things started happening. My best friend got married, had my senior high school reunion, um, had to drive back, um, and then my unemployment ran out in February twenty thirteen. Hmm. Um, so, but yeah, so, so pretty much I told myself I was going to give it six months. I got out here in December, July, wasn't getting traction the way that I wanted to, had to figure out what I was going to do, drove back, went to the wedding, went to my 10 year high school reunion, went to that same storage unit in New Jersey and pretty much threw all my stuff away. Mm-hmm. Had like 13 trash bags full of stuff that just wouldn't go make it. Yeah. So I either gave it away, which, you know, what do you, when you got stuff, when you got something you're trying to give it away. You always value your stuff more than other people will, mm-hmm. but you got to find somebody to take, and that's working itself. So, half of it usually end up throwing away, right? Like three quarters of it, and that was uh, that was uh, that was a tough one. That was a tough. One. Kept the TV deal. Kept the TV. <laughs> um, but, uh, <laughs> but I still got the TV too. Um, but uh, so yeah, and then I just came back, and then I just came back again. Like I'm just going to make this work. Um, came back in October, found Hacker Lab, um, got tired of going in there, you know, figure, well, if I'm going to Starbucks every day buying coffee, I can come here and just chill. Um, paid, uh, paid my, paid my, um, paid my membership for October, November, and I think December. And then I was there all the time, so they started asking me to do stuff. Um, and then I just kind of became like this quasi-volunteer. Um, they ended up giving me an office, and then again, just kind of wow. just through networking. Um, my, uh, my... The one downtown, right? Yeah, one downtown. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. So I've, I've, been, I've, been, I've been a member of Hacker Lab since October 2012. Um, and yeah, so I just started hanging out there. Um, and then basically, um, my, uh, my unemployment w- ran out in February 2013. And I was like, well, I just got to make this work. Um, and through Hacker Lab, uh, you know, people started asking me to do random stuff. Uh, did a couple of 3D design gigs. Um, got the... Um, Got the uh, and then I also started thinking about what I wanted to do. Started studying Japanese again. Mm-hmm. Also wanted to focus more on manufacturing. Mm-hmm. So um, I also did a couple part time gigs at a couple local manufacturers, which you know didn't go great. Um, which is again that's another that's another mm-hmm. one, that's another story. 
Um, and yeah, so basically I just, you know, started doing stuff, got the freelance gig at the, uh, I mean, got, got the contract gig at the library, got into 3D printing. I started teaching classes at Hacker Lab doing 3D printing. And then it just kind of started just doing freelance stuff from that. Um, and, you know, and it's been ups, it's been downs. Um, I don't know whether I'm up or down right now. I'm kind of in another one of them transition points. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's been, it's been a crazy ride. Um, and so a lot of it, you know, I think that the reason that I spent so much time talking about, like, you know, my, my this is actually the first time, I'm actually, I'm actually glad I'm recording this. Because mm-hmm. uh, this is the first time that I've told this story drawn out mm-hmm. um, in a long time. Um, because I think the thing was, is that, you know, I mean, my family was always pretty solid. So that was nice. I mean, my mom has had some difficulties in single parents, stuff like that. But like, you know, my uncles, my aunts, grandparents and stuff like that, always been incredibly solid. And so for me, um, it's always been like, you know, I'll, I'll complain, I'll bitch, I'll do all sorts of stuff like that. But when it comes down to it, if I got to do the thing, I'm just going to man up and I'm going to figure out a way to do it. If that don't work, I'm going to sit down, rest, cry about it, whatever, and I'm going to do something else. Um, and yeah, so I've done, you know, I've done, I've, so right now I just basically do freelance uh, tech work, uh, product design, uh, 3D printing. Um, I've designed a couple really interesting things. Um, one thing I'm most proud of is this light called the Cineo Matchbox. Um, through Cineo, that was the one that really kind of put me on as far as doing freelance work because there was this point, I think when I quit, uh, I was working, when I was working at the uh, library, that was a six month contract, really five month contract. Um, and then I was also probably about three months into that, I got a job at this machine shop out in Plosterville. So pretty much January, February, um, pretty much uh, unemployment runs out. So we got February, March, April, May. I'm literally just hustling, picking up, you know, a couple websites, just random 3D design gigs, stuff like that. Literally just whatever. Like I have literally have no idea. You know, I don't, I'm not really worried about health insurance because I've only had health insurance for three years out of my life. You know, mm-hmm. three that I was at Rockwell, I messed up my knee in college. I couldn't get it, have surgery to fix it until I started working for Rockwell. Mm-hmm. So I really wasn't, you know, so a lot of that stuff that, that scares a lot of people just doesn't really scare me as much because you can't really be fearful of something that you never had. Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to figure, I bow bone, starting to, I'm 33 now, bones are starting to creak, starting to think about health insurance a little bit more. <laughs> but it's still that pretty much that reckless nature. You know, one of the things my friends were always telling me is like, man, I couldn't, I couldn't do what you're doing. I couldn't, yeah. you know, I, I couldn't take those risks, but it's kind of funny the thing that they don't realize that I've been taking those risks all my life. Mm. You know, I went to my, you know, I, I went to my high school, you know, I was 13 years old. I'm going six hours away, Chicago for school. I ain't even been to yet. Mm. You know, I went to, you know, my college, you know, yeah. like I've always like every time I've had to make these jumps and it's not fair. It's not right, but that's just life. So, um, so, um, but I was working at the library and I was working at this, um, I was working at this machine shop. Um, and so, and it was kind of like this thing where I was trying to, one of the things that I find is interesting about, you know, freelancing is that, and my work experience is that, you know, when you work as an employee for people, it's really easy for people to take you to, sorry, to take you for granted and stop listening to you. You know, because when I was at that shop, you know, they weren't listening to me, right? And, and it was like, and they were hiring me as a drafter. I was like, I'm an engineer. You're paying me a third of what you should be paying me. And I know what I should be getting paid because I was making that, you know, a few years ago. Um, so I have a lot of I have a lot of thoughts about the state of recruiting and specifically the manufacturing employers in this area, which is which are probably some of what you heard me talk about at the uh, digital inclusion yeah. summit. Um, I got a lot of thoughts about, it, but a lot of I have, a, I have a lot of opinions about recruiting again, based off of my experience for looking for a job in the Bay Area and just the stuff that I've gone into mm-hmm. and stuff like that. You know, I went into jobs down there where because like I'm I mean I'm humble in a lot of ways, but I am not humble about my three D modeling ability, mm-hmm. and I know that there's at least one, if not two, employers that I went down and I blew that CAD test out of the water. Mm-hmm. They didn't hire me. I wonder why. I don't know. So, um, but um, but going back to this, uh, but going back to this machine shop. Um, by this point, I kind of kind of started doing freelance work a little bit, um, and then uh, and then the contract with the uh, with the library ended. But I was still driving like an hour every day out to possible to do work in this machine shop, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think, um, you know, there was a couple things where they asked, because basically what they had started doing was, is that they were basically starting to use me as like the design arm because like I was really good with CAD and I knew how to produce, you know, shop quality drawings. So they started, they started having me design stuff, but they weren't telling me that's what they were doing, right? But he comes like, I need you to draw this, need you to figure this out. But I knew what it was. You know, gave me a raise. I mean, pretty much a decent raise too. It took me from like 15 to 19, you know, so I was like, cool. But I should be at like 35, 40, you know, so, um. So, but, you know, I'm, I'm getting along to get along. 
but then uh, they pissed me off. Uh, I was there was an accident uh, on there, and I was like five ten minutes late. And one of the shop guys, you know, coming to see this, and this is this is why I have to be a freelancer. One of the shop guys comes in and says, you know, I was at a job, you know, I was five minutes late, whatever, and, and, and whatever. And I hear him, but in my head, I'm like, y'all paying me a third of what y'all should be paying me, and I'm still busting my butt. To get, I'm getting up here, I'm getting up at six every morning, so I'm getting on the road by seven, so I can be here by eight. And you want to, and there was an accident, you want to, okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, went, 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 home for, went, went home for the weekend, thought about it, uh, dropped off my resignation letter uh, the next day, gave him a two week notice. Um, and they tried to talk about it a little bit. And it was kind of funny because, uh, you know, the guys were pretty conservative, whatever. And what's always been funny for me is, is that I had the same conversation with people because they're like, because, you know, because everybody's built on this idea of security and stuff like that. Right. And so he's like, you know, well, I'm just trying to, you know, you know, you know, it's, it's easier to find a job when you got a job. And I'm like, this dude, like, you have no idea who I am. Right, right. <laughs> you have no idea what I've had to deal with. You think I'm scared about giving this shit that I've had? You think I'm scared about leaving this little boy? You better go home somewhere. <laughs> um, and it was actually funny because they asked me to uh, they asked me to stay on for a week. Um, so I stayed on for an extra week and then I left. Then they brought me back for a freelance gig, which honestly they only paid me enough for my gas out there. They called me again. This is this is this is actually three months after I left. They called me for a freelance gig. I went out there for the freelance gig. I did it, but like literally, like they paid me what it cost me in gas to get out there. They called me for another one, and by, and I'm like, you gotta do better than that. And then I called them to do a fab job for me. Uh, uh, eight months later, they were out of business. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, and so and so then I found somebody starting their freelance work. Um, and like I said, that's been up and down. My thirtieth, one of my big goals was for my thirtieth birthday, I wanted to go to Japan. Um, spent my 30th birthday in Japan spent a month out there I ended up staying another month because I ended up doing some freelance work for a company out there Um, so that was cool got a job offer didn't take it don't regret it but especially because I'm definitely in one kind of like one of those tighter positions now but I mean I didn't didn't, you know I need to I need to build up my own thing and so um, and so yeah so so basically to take all of that back to the educational stuff like, I've definitely had a very interesting kind of path. And it's that path that, 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 in, that kind of informs my approach to education and stuff like that. Because we look at all this stuff like it's a solved problem, but it's not. You know, and everybody's situation is different. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting about me is that I've been in a lot of different places. I work for small companies. I work for large companies. I went to the worst schools. I went to the best schools, you know. I've been in an environment where it was a bunch of like, I've been in a bunch more. I'm the only person in the room. So, you know, all these things that people don't think matter, it's because they're trying to simplify it, which is, which is human nature. So basically where I'm at right now is, again, continuously learning how to be a freelancer, continuously learning how to interact with clients, to, 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 to kind of find that line between like, Real world, but also getting getting, but also demanding mm-hmm. what 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 the work is, and it's and it's a continuous process. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like, I'm just now at the point where it's it's like this light switched off, um, basically, and and again, because somebody it only happened when people piss me off, um, <laughs> but this light switched off, you know, around October of last year, where I've had to kind of again, like, you know, make some radical changes, and and that's pretty much where I'm at the middle of that, but. My commitment to education is still the same because I'm, I'm smart enough to know that I know some stuff, but I'm also smart enough to know I don't have all the pro- I don't have all the answers, mm-hmm. and so I think the one thing that I'm good at, you know, is youth education, is educating people, and it's really about using my own experience uh, to create situations and to uh, go about things the uh, best way to help the next generation because I can go in and I and like, it's because I've been in those situations. I know it's presumptuous of me to say I know what's going on, mm. but I don't walk into the situation knowing nothing. And I think the danger that we have is when we talk about things like diversity, uh, you know, equity and inclusion. Mm-hmm. Uh, the people who are supposedly making decisions mm-hmm. walk in to um, walk into these discussions with so many assumptions and not even realize them, and that'll torpedo your chances before you get out the door. Mm. So yeah, so. Okay. That's that's me. Oh man, that was good. <laughs> so, yeah, that was uh, that was a little bit little, 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 little bit further than I wanted to go with it. But yeah, but that's uh, but that's that's my story. Yeah, and that's uh, yeah, and and it's just it's just figuring it out and just uh, just kind of going as I go.
Honestly, I saw you writing some things. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna just open up the last couple minutes. Um, yeah, sorry about that. No, 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 you did. <laughs> a lot of rich experiences. I got some stuff out of that, yeah. especially the post, because that's kind of the whole point of this, right? When we bring in people, is we want to hear the story, but also for, you know, these guys, they're in this season of college, right? Yeah. Which is very short in the yeah. grand scheme of things, right? Um, yeah. You know, the lot goes on after college. Yeah. So I want them to really understand. Um, what is something, you know, you know, looking back at your, your very rich and diverse experience, even in college, and now like you moving forward with your career and things that, you know, you're very young, 33 is yeah, it's yeah. not really, that I mean, really you know what I'm saying, like yeah. college kids, oh, damn, you old, but, right, right, right. you know, I'm 27, I'm like, no, I got a lot more to learn and, yeah, and yeah. do, but yeah. um, what did, what's one of the, it's very hard to say just one thing, but... Yeah. What's one thing you think guys should really focus on when, when it comes to school, but also once they leave school? Okay, one thing guys should focus on when they, when they, when they, when they come into like school. What's, what, to keep it simple, right? To because, keep it simple. Yeah. All right. I got one and it's easy, so, okay. but I need, a, I, I need a second one. Um, Y'all getting the bonus then. Yeah. <laughs> Cause yeah, cause 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 the first one, cause 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 the first one's gonna be cliche. So so yeah, so, okay. so so first one's gonna be cliche, but it's, it's, it's the second one. Um, okay. Okay. So it's one and a half. Okay. Okay. Number one, number one is, and people, and I'm sure you've heard this before, but you have to keep learning, right? Because in a way, like, you know, I had that mindset, but when I went and I started working for Rockwell, the one mistake that I that I made, one of the mistakes I made, was I put too much faith, you know, in those around me. And you need to learn, and I learned a lot from the engineers I was there. But I thought that just by merely being at Rockwell uh, would make me the engineer that I wanted to become. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I picked up a lot of stuff from that. And I think the thing is, is that you have to, um, you have to, you know, continue and actively learning, um, because yeah, because like you know, because I, I, you know, I thought I was done. I was like, okay, I got my job. I'm cool, chill. <laughs> I'm in DC, turning up for three years, um, which was fantastic, by the way. Um, but, um, but, but yeah, it's it, yeah, it's just a literally like you know, like you, if you think about. What, what college, you know, what a liberal arts education, you know, gives you, you know, at least what it's supposed to give you, you know, what they say, you know, well-rounded and stuff, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, you are learning to apply a craft. You know, there, there are things, or at, least, or at least for me, maybe I don't remember everything, but I remember the books I need to look into when I got to go get it. Um, and so it, it's really that, you know, a lot of times we look at, you know, now, me being an engineer, like, oh, yes, you know, I'm an engineering major and stuff like that. Ha ha, you know, ha. <laughs> but if you look at some of the problems with like Facebook and that we're seeing in tech, it's because we're not paying attention to humanities, you know, that we're not, you know, you know, like I'm, I'm the sciencey guy, whatever, but I cannot, I am not good at biology, you know, but that is science, right? So, you know, it, it, it's really like you're going in here to, to practice these fields and, you know, and by virtue of you picking these fields, you know, there's respect and there's a, ownership that comes with that so you know you know i think that i am always going to think of myself no matter what i'm doing as an engineering major you know because that's what i study i may go back for um i may go back for some point so i said it's like one and a half so number one so the thing is is that you just have to keep learning you do not stop learning and i guess the thing is is that you have to be comfortable with the fact that all that all that shit you just learned can be rendered invalid very quickly um, because you look at like the advent of like the internet and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it kind of ties back into this one and it kind of goes back to like where we were talking about with like educational systems and stuff like that. You know, and part of that is, is honestly because people don't want to let go for good reason. You know, like you think about like, you know, different like scientific discoveries and stuff like that. You know, you th- we had the Bohr model, then we got the electron cloud. Now I don't even know what we got now. <laughs> you know, it's always something, you know, the history, you know, the physics books are right until they're not. So, you know, as we approach things and stuff like that, we have to keep learning, but at the same time, we have to accept that knowledge is a fickle thing. 
I mean, we look at that. I mean, like the best, again, just straight up honest answer that I can give you. Um, I was raised uh, pretty, pretty religious, uh, Baptist church three times a week. I was a junior deacon. I taught Sunday school, something like that. And I left home when I was 13. So I was teaching like Sunday school when I was like 10. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and, and, and one of the things that, you know, and I'm, and I'm, and then, you know, I'm, I'm Christian, you know, I, I don't go to church that much, but I identify as Christian, you know, whatever. Um, or I am Christian is probably the proper way to say it. My mom would have a cow if she say that. But it's fine. It's fine. My mom, yeah. No, no, yeah, no. My mom, my mom needs to have a cow. But anyway, at least, at least in that regard. Um, love you. Uh, but, um, but, but you think about like gays, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was raised like, you know, like that, you know, wasn't cool. And I think the thing is, is that, you know, again, since we're doing real talk, yeah. Um, to be perfectly honest, you know, I don't, I don't know how to answer that because I know mm. what the scripture says, but I also, you know, have my cousins and my friends who I love very much and I'm going to like, I mean, I believe, but I'm going to, I'm going to go with what, you know, what I know and what I feel. Mm. Um, and I mean, that's just the most poignant, that's just right. the most poignant example. But, you know, I just use religion as a backdrop for that because that's what we hold on to. Mm. Um, mm. and when it comes to, you know, even if you are religious or if you're not, we hold on to this education. We hold on to all of this work that we did because it's important to us. But one of the things that I've very that I've talked about, you know, is keeping a real, you know, is keeping a real um, understanding of your surroundings. You know, like there were things, you know, when I was working at Rockwell that didn't sit well with me. But I was like, well, you know, whatever. I'm, you know, maybe it's just the way it goes. So it's kind of like balancing that respect between, you know, having respect for those that are around you, but still maintaining that part of your brain that's like. Okay, this doesn't, you know, seem right. And that's kind of, and that's, and, you know, and, and that's the game. So it's like to be continuously learning, but also be ready to unlearn what you have learned at a moment's notice. Right. That's great. Cool. cool. Appreciate you, Alan. No problem. Thank you. 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 Bogarted into doing that, but yeah, no, I was, I was, I was, I was pretty, I was pretty, uh, right, raised, well. raised pretty, raised, raised pretty Christian, yeah. Yeah. and so it's, it's kind of funny now because, because uh, I think like it's, that's always the most difficult thing to talk about, yeah. but we 